Gonzaga legend and Northern Arizona assistant coach Gary Bell Jr. joins the program today to discuss working alongside Mark Few, coaching in the modern era, and answers some listener-submitted questions, all right here on the Locked On Zags podcast. You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on y'all welcome to the locked on zags podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day i'm your host and longtime gonzaga podcaster andy Patton, here to give you news and updates on all things zag athletics today's episode of locked on zags is brought to you by linkedin jobs these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business that's why linkedin jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. Folks, very excited to get to today's show. We are interviewing Gary Bell Jr., of course, former Zag from 2011 to 2015, 2015 WCC Defensive Player of the Year, now an assistant coach at Northern Arizona, where he is working to implement the Gonzaga high tempo offense with that Lumberjacks team. We'll get right into this interview, a fantastic one. Very excited for you all to get a chance to check it out. Well, I am thrilled, thrilled and honored to be joined today by Gary Bell Jr., the 2015 WCC Defensive Player of the Year. Gary entering his second season as the assistant coach at Northern Arizona after spending one year as a coordinator for basketball administration at Gonzaga, two years as a graduate assistant with the Zags, and of course, four years professionally playing overseas. Gary, Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate having you here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Andy. Yeah, so I, I kind of want to start talking about you being one of a few people. I know J.P. Batista is in there, Zach Norvell is in there, of course, Brian Michelson and Stephen Gentry, of being somebody who has both played for Mark Few and also been on the sideline with Mark Few in a, in a coaching and administration capacity. And of course, you know, for you, you did those things a handful of years apart. And what was it like kind of going on the other side of the curtain, as it were, and kind of getting that experience to see how how the coaching staff operates in, in ways that maybe you didn't just see as a player during your time with the, with the team. No, I loved it. Um, so honestly, like um, just getting getting back into it, it was it was kind of hard just because mm-hmm. I just came off of playing. So I wanted to, you know, that first year, like mm-hmm. kind of get out of my system. Like I'm not a player anymore. I'm yeah. not a player anymore. I want to learn everything. So um it was hard in the beginning but as the year went on like I found my niche and it was kind of just like the bridge between the players and the coaches so like you know connecting with the players and then kind of you know working them out here and there like just being around and being a sponge that was like the the biggest thing my first year and then um just kind of learning like the film stuff um like Ken Ken was really good for me Ken Nakagawa Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's at Arizona right now, but yeah. he helped me a lot, helped me a lot with the film stuff. And then, um, you know, picking Tommy's brain, picking Coach Hughes brain, seeing, you know, why we're doing certain things. Because um, when you're playing in it, you're just like, you're not really thinking about it. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm, I'm going to knock down this shot when I'm open or, or, you know, things like that. And it's like, oh, OK, now I see why I was here in this play, because, you know, if they helped, I was a good shooter. Now I can knock this down. So. Just seeing it in that that way it was it was great that, those first two years. 
Well, I don't feel like it's been that long since uh, since the Gary Bell era at Gonzaga. That's, of course, I, I was a student there around the same time as you. But uh, we've seen Gonzaga go through a fairly significant amount of changes. Of course, two national championship appearances starting to get, you know, five star recruits, something that we hadn't seen as much of uh, in, you know, in the previous era for, for Mark Few and the Zags. And of course, you kind of got an experience being a player there for four years and then with the staff for a couple of years as well. But with these changes in terms of, you know, brand recognition and, and certainly a few more final four appearances than they've had in the past, has it, have you really noticed an, a change in terms of like how coaches, how the coaching staff operates, how they, you know, go about their day-to-day business, how they recruit, how they find talent, or is it kind of just business as usual? They just kind of kept that steady upward climb has just been going and going and going. Um, I think that's the the beauty of it too, man. Like, mm-hmm. um, Obviously, yeah, we're, we're able to get those guys, but mm-hmm. coach hasn't really changed as far as, you know, who he is. You know, he's always going to be, you know, how he's going to coach mm-hmm. coach guys kind of the same way. I wouldn't say he, he's a he's not as hard as uh, mm-hmm. as he was, you know, in the, in the past. But um, you kind of have to adapt with, with, mm-hmm. you know, with the generations and, mm-hmm. and how kids are coached now. But um, as far as like the recruiting stuff, he's 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 him. I think winning over these past whatever 20 years that obviously helps with the, the recruiting stuff guys just want to come and play for you know a hall of fame coach future hall of fame coach but as far as him changing his recruiting tactics I, it was kind of the same kind of the same you kind of touched on it a little bit but returning from playing overseas returning from you know kind of the, the transition from ending your professional playing career your, your basketball playing career in general uh, did you always know that you wanted to go into the the coaching area? Was that kind of the the plan all along? At what point did you kind of realize, hey, this is what I want to do? And 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 kind of along the way, how did you kind of find that being the being the goal for you long term? Uh, to be honest, like um, I didn't know I was going to be a coach. Obviously, mm-hmm. I, I thought I'd still be playing. To be mm-hmm. honest, I thought I'd still be playing basketball um, overseas at a high level. Um, you know, I still love the game now, but mm-hmm. uh, just giving back, I think that's something that I've always done as far as um, when I was playing. Uh, so Joe Few, like mm-hmm. his his AAU team, I coached like a little bit in the summer. Um, Tommy mm-hmm. Lloyd, he was like, man, I think, you know, when you're done, I think you'll be a good coach one day. So, you know, that's always stuck in my head. Um, and there was one year it was at Kevin Pangos' wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him there and I was like, you know, I don't know how many more years I, I want to do it. You know, I have my family, you know, my kids. And it's like I'm, I feel like I'm missing out. So, you know, if you have anything, you know, I, I definitely want to get in, get into this coaching space. And I just threw it out there. Mm-hmm. So a year goes by and I get a text from him on WhatsApp. And I'm like, man, what, what is this? You know, mm-hmm. I, I haven't talked to Tommy in a while. And uh, he was just like, I'm taking you up on that offer. I was like, you you remember that? <laughs> he was like, oh, I remember everything. So um, gave him the opportunity to come be a GA and, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Tommy. That was a, a good segue into that because uh, obviously a guy who spent decades uh, coaching alongside Mark Few, got that associate head coach gig for for a decade or so and has had an unbelievable amount of success uh, in his first couple of years at Arizona. I think he's the 
first coach to win 60 games in his first two years as a first time head coach ever. And, you know, people will say, oh, it helps to inherit a good team like Arizona, but it, it's really darn hard to win 60 games in two years, regardless of the talent you have. And, and you look at the way that this program has been built. Uh, I mean, obviously a handful of Zags over there, Rems over there, Shem's over there, you know, you got some, some Gonzaga blood over there at Arizona, but uh, I, I gotta, I, I gotta imagine that you weren't surprised at all to see him have that success, just having worked with him for so long uh, at Gonzaga as a player and uh, in your other roles. Oh, no, I, I wasn't surprised at all. <laughs> you know, it was, the, the people that I were surprised was probably a lot of the, you know, the Arizona, you know, mm -hmm. alum and, and people like yeah. that. But guys that's been around Tommy, you know, forever, they knew he can, they knew he can coach. So mm -hmm. um, seeing him go down there and have that, you know, early success, success was, you know, something that we kind of already knew. Mm -hmm. It was just getting the, go, those guys to buy in and, you know, believe in all the stuff that he, you know, was, was telling them. And because it works, a lot of the stuff that, you know, that um, that he did at Gonzaga, it obviously works. It, mm -hmm. um, you win doing stuff his way. So, yeah, um, it, it was nice to see him go down there and, and have that success. Coming up, Gary and I are going to chat about his first season on the sidelines at NAU and his role with the staff as a recruiter. All coming up after a word from today's sponsor, LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100 percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, which helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's super easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs, and then you just add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. From there, simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and ultimately hire. Let's be honest, adding the right team member can have a positive and measurable impact on your business. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs is rated number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors by small businesses. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode of Locked on Zags is also brought to you by DoorDash. Do you need fresh groceries for the week, but you don't have the time to go to the store? Try the grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or we'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you pick them up yourself. You want even more value? You can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and the best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want them. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. Limited time offer terms do apply. That's 50% off up to $20 and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Go 
folks, I want to thank all of you for making Locked On Zags your first listen or your first watch of the day. Shout out to those everyday listeners on YouTube. We hit that 2,000 subscriber mark. Very happy we made that. But let's get to 2,500. We can get there before the start of the college basketball season. So if you haven't done so yet, go to Locked On Zags on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Now we're going to get back into our conversation with Gary Bell, talking about his first year on the sidelines at Northern Arizona and his role with the team. Let's talk a little bit about, about the gig at Northern Arizona. You've been there a little over a year now. Uh, we talked about it a little bit already, but the adjustment, you know, you go from playing to, to being a graduate assistant to what was the adjustment from, I guess, not just stepping into an actual assistant coach role, which I imagine is different, but also, you know, going to a completely different school, working with a completely different coaching staff uh, in a different conference, different talent level, all the various changes that that kind of happened in that first year. Uh, what was that experience like and, and kind of not having, you know, not having few around, not having Lloyd around those guys that you kind of had had a lot of experience with? What what kind of how did that go for you in year one? Um, so at first, you know, I got my NAU stuff on right yeah, now. Learn right. Rip it. No Zag podcast. <laughs> um, no, it was, uh, I wouldn't say it was rough because, mm-hmm. um, like Shane, coach, coach Burkhart here, mm-hmm. you know, he, he had a lot of confidence in me, mm-hmm. um, to honestly give me a job, you know, to come here and, and, and help. And, um, I didn't, this is how I look at a lot of stuff. You don't know if you're ready until you're actually doing it. Sure. So, for me, just like, you know, taking that leap and coming out here, I was like, I'm going to be super confident. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, you're going to mess up here and there. But those that, that was like the two biggest things, just being confident in everything that I, that I did. Like whenever I talk, because I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But if you say it in a, you know, timid way, like guys are going to, you know, pick up on that and question things. So um, I actually... I appreciate the players because they allowed me to, you know, coach them. Um, you know, if I would have came in and they would have, you're a first, first year head coach or first year assistant coach, like uh, you don't know what you're talking about, but they didn't do that. They, they allowed me to coach them all year and um, just got better as the year went on. You know, I just remember my first scout, super nervous, you know, like instant sweats when you're mm-hmm. out there talking to the team, but you know, that's the first one. But as the year went on, you get better. You find, you know, different ways to get your point across. And it was uh, obviously a, a really good learning learning year for me. What, when you kind of talk about what your role is within that coaching staff at NAU, and I don't know if it's changed much between last year and as you head into this year, but what are kind of the, the things that you primarily focus on? I know recruiting is a big thing for all the assistant coaches, but are there like areas of specialty within the actual like X's and O's coaching and, and film study and stuff that you kind of prioritize with the team that you're working on? Yeah. So um, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm doing like the, all the offense. So mm-hmm. offensive coordinator, um, coach calls it, but mm-hmm. I'm putting in, you know, the Gonzaga offense as far sure. as like, you know, ducking in high, low, uh, just flow, you know, how Gonzaga and Arizona play. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, I played in it and then seeing it as, you know, a grad assistant in operations these, the past three years, kind of, I knew it. So coming here and actually coaching it and teaching it, that was a, a struggle in the beginning. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I, I just got better every day. And, um, you know, the players here, they didn't really get it at first because nobody's really nobody really plays like, you know, Gonzaga in Arizona. So, mm-hmm. you know, we struggled in the beginning. But as the year went on, like I said, we, we got a lot better. Um, numbers went up. 
Um, when I got here, offense was, I think, like 300s on, on Ken Palm. End of the year, we're like, you know, in the hundreds. So sure. right at right at 100. So, you know, this year we're we're clicking. Uh, it's early, but we're a lot better than than where we were last year at this time. You mentioned the kind of the, the steady climb, and that was absolutely the, the case with the team last year. I mean, this is a team that that didn't finish particularly well in the regular season, but had a, a monster run through the uh, the Big Sky tournament, nearly so close to earning that spot in the big dance. It was one of the kind of the most exciting conference tournaments at the mid-major level last year. And, and uh, you got to imagine, I know that there's a, a significant amount of turnover and a couple of really key pieces from that team who are out the door, but you got to think that the momentum of like, hey, we know we can beat every team in this league and we know we can make it to the NCAA tournament. We were a few possessions away from doing it, coming out of the nine seed like how does that translate into the next year even with you know a few pieces out and a few new pieces in does it kind of feel like hey we we know we can do that again oh for sure you know mm -hmm. we're, we're definitely on a high right now um like you said we're seven points away from from uh you know punching our ticket but um just going back you know it was a it was a rough year but just going from our head coach coach Burkar, like how good of a like leader he is and, and mm -hmm. honestly how good of a coach he is guys would have would have quit you know on any other team like having a year that we had mm -hmm. um, like the record and losing a lot of tough games like close games I think we lost five games by one point like teams would have quit and would have been counting days now but uh every day he came in with the same you know fire he's a fiery coach fire like coaching the guys he never stopped coaching and the guys never stopped believing I think that's why we were able to make that run and then like you said losing a few pieces from last year's team we still have like our core pieces mm -hmm. still here so um, we added a few and then we kept some of our core I think will be you know a lot better a lot better than um, we were last year so I'm excited I'm excited for this year and I think you kind of touched on it, too, of like wanting to be able to implement a, a specific style offensively that is somewhat unique. And, and part of that is you kind of need the personnel to do it. Yeah. And when you come in and you start putting in a new set with guys who, who maybe haven't run that set before or maybe aren't as familiar with it or maybe just aren't as equipped to do it. It's a certain type of player, a certain type of uh, mentality to be able to run that Gonzaga, Arizona offense. It's part of the reason that few and Lloyd seem to be recruiting the same kids every year in the portal and in the, uh, you know, out of high school because they want that same style and and for you now getting the opportunity to start to you know maybe maybe have more of a say in finding those types of guys and you look you know I mean Jalen Cohn's a guy who averaged a whole bunch of points last year he's out the door at Cal but you got an opportunity to bring some guys in who maybe fit better is that was that kind of part of the the mentality with the with the guys you brought in in the transfer portal and the incoming freshmen joining the team this year oh for sure you know um like coach Burkhardt um, obviously the, the whole staff we, we do a, mm -hmm. a good job of trying to you know, get guys that fit what we do instead of mm -hmm. just, you know, going for guys that might not even fit. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we, we, we want to do offensively and defensively. So um, getting Carson Basham, mm -hmm. um, that was a, a great pickup, you know, a big guy from Pepperdine, um, you know, can duck in, can can be a presence at the rim. And then also, like I said, having a, um, a guy like Carson Tout that was here mm -hmm. last year, um, that's, you know, a, a rugged player, knows the game. Now he can go kind of play his natural position. Um, be a four and kind of facilitate and look high low and be able to dribble handoff and make plays at the rim, make plays for others. So um, we, we, we have we have some pieces. We have some pieces this year. 
I was going to mention Carson Basham because uh, so I also host the Locked On College Basketball podcast and we did a, a Big Sky conference preview. And one of the things we talked about was who's going to be the newcomer of the year. And I was like, man, I saw this kid at Pepperdine. You could tell he was really kind of growing into his own and and big, like you said, shot blocker, rim protector guy who's got some range on offense. I think he was like second or third on their team in assists too. And, and it feels to me like he's a guy who, you know, there's, there's not a lot of guys his size in the conference. So that's already an advantage for him, but he strikes me as somebody who, who could make a real impact for, for the Lumberjacks next year. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. That's what we're hoping for. <laughs> um, I also want to talk on that. So Carson's a guy that Zags fans have probably seen because they watch the Pepperdine games. The other guy that Gonzaga fans are going to be pretty familiar with, of course, is uh, Liam Lloyd, yeah. um, who was, you know, a, a much younger kid when you were playing at Gonzaga. What's the experience been like uh, getting a chance to see him kind of, you know, grow into his own as, as a man uh, and as a college basketball player and kind of get into a, a new role with him uh, now uh, as, as one of his coaches? Um, like it, it is kind of crazy because, you know, when I left um, as a senior, I want to say he was, still, you know, twelve, maybe yeah. maybe thirteen. So it, it was, you still see him like that, and then you come back four years later. He's graduating high school, and then he's going to GCU, mm -hmm. and um, now being able to coach him, it's, it's been really good because, um, you know, somebody I was familiar with coming here, mm -hmm. and then like I said, he's he's allowing me to coach him. He's not looking at me as, you know, the Gary Bell that played for, mm -hmm. he's looking at me as a coach and um, like he, he's been, he's been great. He's had a, a great like spring and summer mm -hmm. and, uh, and fall. So I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, like all the stuff that we've been working on, like for him to show it this year. So um, honestly, just everybody's gotten better, man. Like uh, it, it's, it's been, it's been great being here a full year and being able to coach for a full year is, obviously help me out and then obviously like you know help helping these guys out because like I said in the beginning like just giving back that's that's why I wanted to get in this giving back giving back the knowledge I had from playing and uh you know passing it down to these guys kind of talked about the the transition from player to coach and being on a different you know the other side of the curtain as it were and I kind of wanted to ask about that from a recruiting perspective as well because you know, you, you obviously were recruited coming out of high school and then now you get to do the recruiting and and recruiting more than almost anything else in college athletics has, has changed in a significant way, just in terms of uh, the rules around it. Of course, the NIL around it, of course, the transfer portal, which has an impact as well. And, and for you, what has been that experience in terms of trying to kind of figure out your spot in terms of recruiting, how to sell the school and also just knowing you know, knowing what you know as somebody who, who went through it on the other side and was recruited and, and know kind of what, you know, what's going on in these kids' minds. How have you been able to use that to your advantage when, when out on the trail? Um, kind of, I mean, kind of like what you just said, like I, I've, I've been through it and, um, you know, I, just getting out of my comfort zone. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've ne I was never one to really like reach out or do, do any of that. Mm -hmm. So uh, getting out of my comfort zone this year and, um, you know, honestly, just just meeting new people because I feel like that that's, that's all it is and, and creating relationships with people and like mm -hmm. real relationships, not just uh, I'm calling because I want you here because kids are going to, you know, I feel like pick up on that. And it's yeah. like, oh, he's, he's being fake. So um, like, even if, you know, kids don't choose to, to come to NAU, uh, I feel like you still create a relationship with them and, you know, you might see them later on down the trail. Mm -hmm. So just always, always creating good relationships and just being, being a good person to, anybody that you meet. And I feel like I've always had that, but now having to recruit and really put myself out there and reach out, like I see that I can really do it. So like it's been, a, it's been a great year for me, man. Just 
like getting out of my comfort zone. Closing out today's show with listener-submitted questions to Gary from the Locked On Zags Discord channel. All that coming up after a word from today's sponsor, FanDuel. Get ready for week three of the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props to the money line and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you will not want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Well, Gary, I want to close out the show here, taking a handful of listeners submitted questions. These were submitted on the Locked on Zags Discord channel for anybody out there listening who wants to join. It's free. You can join in. We're talking Zags 24-7 and get a chance to ask some questions ahead of time for guests like Gary here. So I got six questions for you, Gary. This first one comes from Derek. He asks, were there factors other than basketball that led to you choosing Gonzaga out of high school? Uh, Honestly, um, I guess just the family, like mm-hmm. – I guess, every, you know, everybody says that, like, yeah. it, and it's true. Uh, mm-hmm. When you go there, you get on campus, it's, you know, the family atmosphere. Like, mm-hmm. Coach has his, you know, family there at the time. You know, they were they were really young. Now mm-hmm. they're, they're all grown. But, you know, he had his family there. His wife is always around. And then um, the coach's wives and all that, too. Like, they, it, it was it was that that dynamic. And then the players, they all hung out together. So it was, you know, that was that was a big factor of, you know, why I wanted to go there. And the basketball, that, that obviously mm-hmm. helps. You know, you win, you play in the tournament. Uh, this question comes from Brandon. He asks, who was your favorite teammate or teammates uh, while you were at Gonzaga? My favorite teammates? Mm-hmm. Probably, uh, you know, the, the freshman I came in with, uh, yeah. you know, Kevin, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle, Ryan, Ryan Spangler at the time, you know, but I'd say, you know, more Kevin and uh, yeah. Kevin and Kyle. Eric McClellan, Ren mm-hmm. Backham is just everybody, man. It, it's yeah. Like we all have like stories that can't tell, um, <laughs> great ones, but uh, yeah, yeah, just kind of everybody, man. To be honest, you, Kevin, and Kyle played a whole heck of a lot of basketball games together. I'm not surprised to hear that answer. That is a, a group of guys that that uh, were there all four years. It was fun to see. Fun to see you guys grow. Next question is another one from Brandon. Here he asks: Since your graduation, of the players who have played at Gonzaga since then, who is one player out of that group that you would have wanted to play with? I'm sure there's, I'm sure more than one, but who kind of stands out in the 2015 to now Gonzaga era that you want to play with? Shoot, I played with Josh. <laughs> he can pass the ball. Yeah, he's gonna pass to me. Um, <laughs> I'll probably go uh, Brandon Clark. Yeah, Brandon Clark. I played with some great bigs, so. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Kyle Wilchers to mm-hmm. Domases to mm-hmm. Rob Sacre. At least I played with some great bigs, but I go with uh, Brandon Clark. He you, showed up at the rim like he's yeah. Not a lot of people scoring on Brandon when he was there. Man, it was a tremendous season for him. Next question here comes from Spring on Discord again. She says, "What do you miss most about playing at Gonzaga?" I'm sure there's a lot of things there. <laughs> what do I miss most about playing there? Mm-hmm. I'd say uh, the locker room, the locker room, just like you never, when you leave, you never really have that, you know, it's mm-hmm. just that the talks we had, the, you know, just everything. I feel like the, after practice, 
guys just stay in the locker room for forever, you know, and they're talking, debating who's better, Kobe or LeBron, <laughs> like things like that. So, yeah, I miss the locker room probably the most. Next question here from Nick. Nick asks, if you had a mulligan to play one game over as a Zag, which one would it be? Mm, one game. Can I pick two? Yes. Because uh, this game has actually been coming up a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, I was recruiting in Phoenix mm-hmm. uh, this this past week. And uh, David Miller, he's at uh, Xavier right now, mm-hmm. he brought up the game at Arizona <laughs> and how we lost at McHale uh, yeah, my okay. senior year. I play that one over because we should have won that game. Mm-hmm. And then um, I go to the lead eight game against Duke. Yeah. Play that one over. You know, I think we, we come out with a win. Two fantastic games that just did not quite go the way that Gonzaga fans wanted them to, but those were, those were some fun ones. Final question here. This, I left this one for the end because it's very NAU specific and I love that. It comes from lefty on discord who says, which smoothie place on NAU's campus is the best. Do you have a particular smoothie place that you like over there? Oh man. See, that's bad. I honestly, I don't have a smoothie place. (laughs) If if I'm going to get a smoothie, it's going to be from our, um, so we just got a, you know, a new $47 million uh, high performance center. Mm-hmm. So uh, they make smoothies for the football team. Ah. And I'd probably go with one of those smoothies because I've had that. That does sound like it'd be pretty good. They, they said that there's Jamba Juice and there's one in the Health and Life Center that they had to pick from. But it sounds like you've got yourself an extra advantage there going, going on. Jamba Juice, you can't, you can't lose with Jamba Juice either. Yeah, Jamba Juice is, is undefeated. Razzmatazz. Gary, thank you so much, man, for coming on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on, talk about NAU. I know that hopefully we got some more Zags fans who are going to get plugged into the program, maybe some Arizona Zags who will go go check them out. I think it's going to be a really fun year for the Lumberjacks, and I appreciate you, you again. I appreciate you, man. Huge thanks to Gary Bell Jr. for coming on the show today. That's going to wrap us up here on the Locked On Zags podcast. Check us out next week. We'll be back talking about Asa Newell, four-star, pro- five-star prospect, excuse me, in the class of 2024, who is choosing between Gonzaga, Texas, Alabama, and Georgia. We're going to talk all about him, what it would mean for him to come to Gonzaga, potentially how it impacts Zoom Diallo's recruitment as well. For now, though, thank you so much for listening. Very much appreciate you. Have a fantastic weekend. And as always, go Zags.